This is a message that was recorded at Word of Life, a London City Church in Lewisham, London. May God bless you as you listen. said to me about 
three things that will bring about His presence. Discipline, consistency, and sacrifice. Amen. To burn wood every morning was a discipline. Amen. They had to be consistent. It was sacrifice. Because you can just imagine that you had to wake up early to burn that wood. The job of the priest in order to keep the fire burning continually was to burn wood every morning. I can just imagine the smoke. I can just imagine the having to wake up early. If you are on the road, you had to be there very early to get everything ready. You didn't just go there. You had to do the ritual, the washing, the wearing of the effort. You had to prepare yourself to get there. Amen. What you notice in this scripture was that the fact that the fire was never to go out was an instruction from God. And what you need to know also, if you look at scripture, is that the original fire came from God. Amen. And so for this priest to burn fire, to burn wood, it meant it was a 365 days a year. Well, the fire had to be burning. It meant when the priest woke up in the morning and came to the altar, the fire was already burning and the priest place was to see that the fire continues to burn. Amen. And how many of you know that every morning signifies a new day? Hallelujah. It meant every day, which meant that that fire should not even go out at night. So when they came in the morning, they stoked the fire so that the fire keeps burning. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But to us as believers, what does it mean? As priests, as priests, like living stones, First Peter 2, 5, you also as living stones have been built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer of spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It meant that as the priests were ordained, anointed, consecrated, hallelujah, to come every morning to burn that wood, to keep that fire burning. We have been called to keep the fire burning. Amen. You and I have been called to keep a fire burning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, listen to me, people of God. You are a priest. Whether you like to know it or not, you are a priest. You have been called. You have been chosen. You have been anointed to offer sacrifice. The book of Revelation tells us, in Revelation 5, it tells us in verse 9, it says that they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Now this is what I want you to understand here. It's not just you here. Amen. It's not just me, a Nigerian. It says in this scripture, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. So whether you're an Eskimo and you know the Lord, you've been called to be a priest. Are you getting me? 
He says, from every nation and have made us kings and priests to our God. And guess what? We shall reign with him here on earth. How many of you know that? You're not going to spend eternity in heaven. Do you know that? <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we always preach and make people feel, oh, you're going to spend the rest of your life in heaven. No. The rapture takes you up. Amen. But the Bible tells us that I pity the green people who are trying to save the world. Okay. Because this earth is going away. It should be consumed by fire. Completely. And the Bible says that then God will create a new earth. Amen. And then the new Jerusalem will come. And this is where you and I are going to reign. Are you getting me? And that's why Jesus is the king of kings. The Bible says we will rule and reign with him of this earth. Are you getting me? When Paul wrote to the, to the Corinthians, he said to them, Why are you taking yourself to court? Do you not realize that you will be judging angels? People of God, we need to actually open our spiritual eyes and begin to know who we are. Don't let anybody deceive you. Amen. The Lord said to Moses to anoint Aaron and his son to serve him as priest. You and I have been anointed. Listen to what First John 3.20 says. It says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. First John 2.27, as for you, the anointing which you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and it's true, and it's not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you abide in Him. Listen, people of God, these guys had to wake up every morning. They had to be in the presence of God. They had to burn that wood because burnt offerings were being placed in there. And the burnt offerings were sweet-smelling aroma to the nostril of God. They had to do it every morning. I'm sure some of you know where I'm going to. You thanks. Today as believers we're built, we, we were filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's important for us in 2022 that we keep stoking the fire. The priest had to wake up every morning and stoke the fire for burnt offering. And the fire had to burn all night. And all through the following day. Then in the early part of the morning, when they came to the altar, the fire was to keep burning. As I meditated on this, I realized that we do not have the praising altar anymore to burn sacrifices. But we are the sacrifice. And our heart is the altar. <laughs> so what we're looking at here as believers, remember what I said to you, that Jesus was the Lamb, and he was also what? The high priest. I want you to understand also that you and I, as believers, 
We are the sacrifice and we are the priests. Did you get that? You and I are the sacrifice and the priests. Amen. If you think I'm wrong, let me give you the scripture to back myself up. Romans 12.1 says, I therefore beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you do what? Present your bodies like what? A living sacrifice. Now, who was it that presented the sacrifice in the first place? The priests. But now, we are being told that we should present ourselves as living sacrifices. Now, guess what? When the sacrifice came, it had to be accepted by God. Amen? And it was to be sacrificed with no defect. And we are being told here in this scripture that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. <laughs> you have no other service. And you know what's funny here? He's saying it's reasonable. <laughs> There's nothing hard about it. Okay. Sometimes I hear people say things like, but it's not fair. And you know, I can't remember where the scripture is now, but it's in Jeremiah somewhere, where God said, He said, it's not fair. Is it me that is not fair? <laughs> or you? So God has answers for every question you and I have. Amen. I used to joke about base that they, they, they say, um, there's nothing new under the sun. I said, yes, it's true. Even before remote control doors, doors that were opening on their own, even before they were invented, the Bible says that the angel tapped Peter and the door opened of his own accord. <laughs> so where did they learn to make doors that would open? How did Elijah go to heaven? Chariot of fire. Now we do rockets, we do all those things. It's in the Bible. So there is absolutely nothing. And that's why God is saying, present your bodies. He's not asking you to present someone else's body. He's not asking you to look at someone else and say, oh, how you're behaving. No, 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 no. You. In John, I think John 21, when, when Peter, when Peter turned around and asked Jesus and said, what about this one? Jesus said to him, what's your business? You focus on what I want you to. If I want him to leave on this earth, what is it to you? And that's why Paul is telling us that you present yourself as a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable unto God. And it's reasonable. There's nothing hard because Jesus presented himself. He became a sacrifice, a living sacrifice, so that you and I can have entrance into the presence of the Most High God. So it is a reasonable 
sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no more physical sacrifices. And as believers, we have become both the priest and the sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In offering ourselves to God each morning, what we experience is a renewal of our minds. Our motives and our character are renewed. We are sanctified in the process on a daily basis as we present ourselves. I was wondering now what is morning, and I kept thinking about myself. To many of us, morning can be when you wake up. Amen. Hallelujah. Morning can be when you wake up. But what do you do when you wake up? What do you do best? Because I can just imagine this, this priest. Let's take the priest, and it was in today's world. The priests know that they had to stoke the fire at 6 a.m. And they wake up and they first look for their mobile phone. <laughs> they send out a text on a WhatsApp message. <laughs> or let's see what's on the news. <laughs> or what's the radio saying? Oh, I need to make myself some coffee. They didn't have the time for that. Are you getting my imagination here? You know, sometimes we say there is no fire. There is no fire. We don't feel the fire. But you know why? Because when we wake up in the morning, it is not number one. <laughs> I tell you what I do in the morning when I wake up. I first go into the bathroom to take my bath. You know why? Because if I don't do it, I will sleep all through. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But these priests had to wake up in the morning, dress themselves up, prepare. And guess what? Your sacrifices will have to be slaughtered. They will have to be prepared to be put. So they had to do that. And God knows how many sacrifices there were. So what am I saying to us this morning? I'm saying to us that the one key thing you find in all of this was the obedience of the priests. <laughs> that they had to wake up. They had to get the wood. And only God knows where the wood came from. They probably had to chop that wood and bring it to keep that fire burning. People of God, what does this mean to you and I today? This for me speaks of prayer. Amen. Waking up early in the morning to spend time. Waking up early in the morning before anything. Saying, God, I want to connect with you. Mark 1 35 to 37. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went up to a solitary place where he prayed. Amen. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. I believe he only allowed them to speak to him after he had finished connecting with his father. So what do I mean by early in the morning? Early in the morning, we must learn to connect with the father. 
We must learn to hook in to the Father. I know so many people who come to the early morning prayer who will say, wow, it was good for them to have that early morning prayer before going to work or before doing anything. And I'm going to give you a testimony as I go along. Some of you may have heard my testimony before. But I used to wake up very early just to spend time with the Lord. And you know, sometimes adversity or needs can make you sacrifice a burning of the work. And so I started doing early morning job. And it was an early morning job where I was doing cleaning. So I had to wake up at home so I can get to work for five. And then the Lord began to speak to me and said, Son, he kept saying it to me. And then one day I just decided I'm going to stop the work. So I got to the, to the cleaning place just to tell my manager that I was stopping. I'm going to stop the work. And he said, Roland, I've been looking for you. And I said, what am I doing? Oh, we've decided to promote you as a supervisor. <laughs> I was excited. So I said, oh, he's a devil who's been trying to get me away from this. And then the Lord kept speaking to me. He said to me, Psalm 127, for I give my beloved sleep. So, you see, I have this kind of relationship with God that sometimes... For me, it's annoying to do that because sometimes I just get upset with God. <laughs> so I just went, okay, Lord, if it's you, then do something about it. So I got to work that morning. My manager came. This time, no promotion. You're sacked. <laughs> I was sacked for what I did not do. I was sacked for what one of my staff has done. So what am I trying to bring out here to you guys? The burning of wood by the priest was a discipline. It was a consistency. It was sacrifice. But they needed to be connected to God all the time so that they can hear the heart of God. Amen. What's your early morning prayer life like? What's your early morning reading of the word like? What comes best to your mind when you get up in the morning? Amen. What do you spend your time doing in the morning? It says the priest was born wood every morning. You and I, the wood is our time of intercession. It's a time of prayer. It's a time of spending time with Him in the Word. Amen. Just wanting to know His heart. Okay? Hallelujah. 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 I just want to encourage you guys that the priests were consecrated to God. You have been consecrated. You have been handpicked. You and I, we've been handpicked. We've been, we've been chosen to keep the fire burning. 
revival in this nation will come again when believers begin to know who they are. Let me quickly tell you something else about the priest. Do you know the priest did not have any plot of land? They did not have anything allotted to them again. And God was always providing them. Are you getting me? God was always providing them. And that's what God was trying to say to me all through that period I was with that early morning. I will provide for you. I will take care of you. God took care of the priests. The priests had no lack. They had everything. And I want to challenge you people of God today. That you're a priest. You're a living stone. And you've got to trust God. I don't know if you're here and you're looking for a job. I don't know if you're here, you're looking for something that has eluded you for years. And you're saying, oh, I'm chasing after that. You can chase and chase and chase after things. If it's not from God, it will always elude you. And I'm talking from experience. I can tell you testimonies about how God has dealt with me. I said to God one because someone said in my head, a Christian said, and don't listen to Christians all the time. Listen to him. They were saying things about, oh, if you don't have challenges in your life, you don't truly love God or that kind of a thing. So I believe I got on that day and I said, God, I don't have any challenges in my life. <laughs> Jesus wept. It was like <laughs> a tornado. <laughs> you want to know if I love you? Okay. Sickness. Failing of test. <laughs> I said, God, you love me. <laughs> I know you love me. <laughs> People of God, are you getting where I'm coming from? I want you, I'm trying to put something into your head today for you to know that you are a priest. And God will provide for you. Amen. The priest had no lack. They burnt wood every morning. To you and I, it's Monday. But to God, it was important. Every morning that you pray, every morning that you read your word, every morning that you do those things, it might sound mundane. People might say, what do you do? But I want you to understand one thing. You're stuck in the fire. You're stuck in the fire of revival in this nation. You're stuck in the fire of revival in your community. You're preparing your heart for what God wants to do. A lot of the time people say, we can hear God, we can hear God. The reason why you cannot hear him is because he's speaking, but you are not in connection with him. People of God, as we burn the wood in the fire every morning, we get consecrated to God. And I'm not talking about rules and regulations. I'm talking about relationship. 
And I know that because my relationship with God is not based on do's and don'ts, but it's based on knowing Him. So I'm always saying, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. What do you want? I want to know you. What do you need? I want to know you. <laughs> what are you hungry for? Knowledge of you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to say that this is what shapes us into what God wants us to be. And it's called sanctification. Do not quench the fire, but add more wood to the fire. Keep adding wood. Keep praying in the spirit. When we go, when I go with the pastors to pray uh, uh, in highly that some of you women went to, that the pastor who leads seriously, we once you wake up, you're down there in that room and you pray in tongues for one hour thirty minutes before you go for your breakfast. Amen. Some of us mourn. Oh, he doesn't. He couldn't care less. Just pray. <laughs> pray. <laughs> So for one hour, 30 minutes. And you know what it does during those periods? It's an everyday burning. It's burning things out of you. It's shaping you. It's shaping you for what God wants you to do. When Isaiah saw the Lord, in Isaiah 6, he says, and, uh, when King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He says the Lord took a coat and touched his lips. And everything, he says, every iniquity was washed away. And then God said, who shall we send? He was ready. The reason why many of us are not ready is that there hasn't been a burning of wood ever. Amen. Are you getting me? God wants you to like Him, to be like Him. God wants you to love Him. When you look at Daniel 6.10, it says, verse 10, when they said nobody should pray, Daniel 10, and in his upper room, with his window open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God because this was his custom. You know what God did when the lion said, I'm going to chew him? God said, no, that one is a flame of fire. You know, scripture says he makes his ministers flames of fire. Are you a flame of fire? How can you be a flame of fire if you're not in fire? How can you be a flame of fire if you're not burning wood every morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you want to stand in the gap for your children? It's, a, it's an early morning thing and a late night thing. Look at Job 1, 45. He says, and his sons will go and feast in their houses, each on his appointed day, and will send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink. So it was when the days of feasting and run had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them. He will rise early in the morning and find his offerings. Hallelujah. Early. Amen. When you look at Genesis 22, 3, he says, So Abraham arose early in the morning. God said to him, I want your son. Early in the morning, he arose to go and give an offering. You want to have victory in battle? Joshua arose early in the morning. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. When you read about Moses, let me just quickly read this and then I'll begin to bring this to a close. Exodus 34, 1 to 5. Moses is probably one of my favorite characters in the Bible. Okay. And, and what I've titled this, do you want revelation from God? It's an early morning thing. Okay. I'm sorry, I said I'm going over time. It's an early morning thing. Are you getting me? How many of you walk in an office where you have so many people? Sometimes you find it difficult to concentrate, isn't it? I normally wait for most people in my office to go home because most of them go home at 3.30. I'm the late one, so I sit in the office until 7 o'clock. And at that time, I'm doing so much. No distraction. I can then just turn my radio on and listen. Any morning is the best time. I always envious of my wife because she can sleep at 3 a.m. and still wake up at 4.30. Okay. I'm very bad when it comes to early morning. I don't like getting up. Okay. But early mornings, when you spend time in the presence of God, we downloads. <laughs> he downloads. All you just need to do is ask him questions. He downloads. Look at what he did with Moses. Exodus 34, 1 to 5. And the Lord said to Moses, Cut two tablets of stone like the first ones, and I will write on these tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. So be ready in the morning. Did you get that? Be ready in the morning. And, you know, just don't be ready in the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and do what? Present yourself to me there on the mountain top. And no man shall come up with you. Now, no man shall come up with you. To be in the presence of God is a one to one. You don't take proud and God has a way of cutting out. When Moses came, he first came with, I think, 70. Then God said, okay, you come up. So there were two. Then after that, he said, only Moses. Amen. God wants to have that one with you. When everyone is sleeping. He says that no man shall come up with you, and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flocks nor heads be before that mountain. So he caught two tablets of stone, like the first one. Then Moses rose early in the morning and went up Mount Sinai, and the, so as the Lord has commanded, and he took in his hand the two tablets. Now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood within them. Did you get that? The Lord descended in the cloud and was There are many decisions or some decisions I've taken which has been in those times of early morning prayers and the Lord has spoken. The testimony of this church spoke. Amen. People of God, 
You've got to understand one thing. And this was what Jesus was trying to say to us in Luke 18, verse 1. When he said, he told them a parable that men ought to pray and not lose heart. Amen. You know, we lose heart sometimes. And sometimes I've had people come to me when I say pray, they say, Oh, but the pastor, we've been praying. Listen, Jesus says in Luke 11, He says, Pray and keep praying. Seek and keep seeking. Knock and keep knocking. In Matthew, He says, For whosoever Seeks, finds, whosoever knocks, the door gets open. You know what it means? It's a continuous, you don't give up until you have the answer. And you know when you have that answer, something else is going to crop up. So don't ever think, oh, I've got the answer to this. Oh, we need to relax now. Hasta mañana, until tomorrow. No. You continue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The priest had to burn wood every morning. Whether it was raining, whether the weather was good, they had to keep the fire burning, stoking the fire. And so people of God, today I want to say to you, you might not know how to pray. But there is answer. Romans 8, 26. It says, for we do not know how we ought to pray. Amen. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, for we do not know how we should pray as we ought. For the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings. Hallelujah. And I tell you what's interesting when you follow that scripture down, He goes on to say that, and we know that all things work together. Hallelujah. Work together for who? For who? For those who are called according to his purpose. You are called according to his purpose. And that's why you can boldly come into his presence. Amen. You know what? Jesus paid the price. You know what Hebrews 10 19 to 21 says? Please, if you can just put it up and you can look at it. He says, We are able to now come boldly into that. Again. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, that was the place where only the high priest went into with the blood of the Lamb. Both you and I, next one, please, can go in. By a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil. What veil? What veil, people of God? What veil? His flesh. So that the veil in the altar was ripped from top to bottom. So that you and I can go in. Hallelujah. Are you excited? Are you excited to know that I can come in? Are you excited to know that every morning I can stop the fire? Are you excited to know that he provides all your needs? When, when, when Isaac asked his father, where is the wood? He says, the Lord will provide. Amen. Hallelujah. So we call him Jehovah Jireh, not Jehovah Jireh. Uh, do you understand? There's Jireh, the one who supplies 
and there is gyro, which is the government supplies. Amen. You are in the hands of the provider. No good thing will happen because you are blessed. You are blessed. Let's stand on our feet, please, if you will. I want you to begin to cry out to God. I want you to begin to cry out to God. Oh, begin to cry out to Him this morning that you know who you are. Declare this morning that you know who you are. You are a priest. You are a priest. You have access into the presence of the Lord God Almighty. You have all your needs are met. Begin to cry out to Him. Cry out to Him this afternoon. Cry out to Him and say, Lord, I belong to you. I am chosen by you. I am consecrated by you. I am anointed by you. People of God, cry out to God. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. I just want us to cry out to Him. This morning, this afternoon, we have need, He has need of us. We know who we are. We know we are called. We know we are chosen. We know that we have no defect because we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Cry out to Him. Cry out to Him, people of God, and say, Lord, I give you my life. I give you myself. I give you every part of me. I want to know you. I want to know you. Oh, Jesus. I want to know you. Cry out to him. You want to connect with him. You want to connect with him. You want to connect with him. Today we come before you, oh God, because you have made a way for us to come boldly. The one says we can approach the, the throne room of grace boldly because of the blood. And so we say, Lord, Lord, we connect with you. I will connect with you. Oh, I pray this prayer. You do not have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You do not know that your sin can be forgiven. If you're here right now or you're watching on, 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 online, I want you to, to, to make a decision. Make a decision and say, I want to follow Jesus. Make a decision and say, I know I'm a sinner and I'm coming to a place of repentance. And I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner and I've rebelled against your laws. I repent and I turn away from sin. As I turn to you, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died on the cross and rose from the grave for me. I receive the wonderful gift of salvation. Help me to listen to you and all, all of my days in the name of Jesus. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you for loving me, for accepting me in the name of Jesus. If you have been blessed by this message, please don't hesitate to contact us www.wordoflife-lcc.org And remember, God loves you.